Don't go down to the river, child. Don't go there alone. For the wailing woman, wet and wild, will claim you for her own. What is up, party people? Max and Rock here to lead you into this Monday with a little bit of Mexican folklore here on 5 Minutes of Folklore, y'all. Welcome, lovely listeners. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, indeed. Our listeners will remember that bit of the La Llorona poem that we opened our original episode of the infamous Mexican Wailing Woman in season two, Mm. way back Mm. in season two. Love that episode. Way back in the day. Yeah. Me too. You know, Max, I recall that episode, dude. That's when you were flexing about how you really didn't believe in La Llorona and how you'd like to meet her. That's not how I remember it. Face to face. You know, just so you could be sure (laughs) that she was real. Right. How many times do I have to tell you? (laughs) (laughs) I've recanted that statement at least like one and a half times. And you need to recant it. Many more times, my friend. So, obviously, we're talking about La Llorona in this episode, or at least a variant of the La Llorona legend. On this here episode, we're going to introduce the Wailing Woman of San Benito, which is in the Rio Grande Valley here in Texas, more commonly or locally known as the Valley, Cameron County more specifically. Some amazing Mexican food in the Valley, right? 100%, my friend. I'll take the enchilada platter with a couple of Dos Equis Ambers, please. Okay, I'll posit the question. Who, or exactly what, is the Wailing Woman of San Benito? Well, we've established the where in the valley here in Texas, and our listeners know the origins and legends of La Llorona. For those who don't, check out episode 15. So the La Llorona of San Benito is a variation on the larger legend? Well, let's just get into the story, shall we? Let's. All right. Not terribly long ago, during the troubles along the border involving the United States and Mexico, there lived a ravishing Mexican beauty, Delfina by name. As oldest, it was her job to support the family, as her father was ill. She did this with a light heart, and in combination with her rare beauty, she was much sought after in her small ranching community. Soon, one of the Texas Rangers, which, depending on your point of view, were either heroes or villains, began to show a keen interest in Delfina. To the Spanish-speaking population in the valley, they were heartless villains persecuting the Mexican population with unlawful hangings, thefts, and murders. This young ranger, Lawrence Woods by name, was determined to marry Delfina, much to the objections of both their families. His wealthy family in Houston couldn't fathom the pairing, threatening to disinherit him while her family looked to her as traitorous for marrying one of the horrible rinches who continued to oppress the Mexican people of the area. The young couple went through with their nuptials and were wed. Soon a boy came, and not long after, another. These were happy times for the young couple, who lived in a modest house, and Lawrence was often out on patrol, while Delfina raised the boys and did laundry to supplement their income. 
Soon, however, tensions raised on the border as a revolutionary movement was sweeping through the valley, and the enmity between the U.S. government and the Mexican population began to take the form of even more violence. The rangers couldn't tell, and truth be told, didn't care who the revolutionaries were and who the peaceful citizens were. They were one and the same to many of the Rinches. Lawrence began to feel the distance and distrust of his brothers-in-arms. He had married one of them. His mother promised to reinstate him in the family if he left his wife. Soon the pressure took hold of him and he left her and the kids, promising to send money but stating he couldn't stay. She begged him, saying she didn't want his money, only his love. He looked at his young wife and children and put his hat on. I can't stay with you any longer, Delfina. I killed your younger brother yesterday. On orders, I had no choice. I'll come to visit the boy soon. And with that, he walked out. He left her with nothing. She was so numb, she couldn't even cry. Then, she looked at their two children. And she knew what to do. He had taken everything away from her. Now, she'd take everything away from him. The story goes that she loaded the kids up on the family burro and went down to the Resaca de los Fresnos, the lake where she beat clothes along the rocks to do her laundry. There, she did the unthinkable and held both the boys' heads underwater, drowning them, before drowning herself, right after. It was said that Lawrence found the boys' bodies floating in the water Soon, after two of Delfina's sisters were found drowned in the Resaca, and witnesses claimed they saw a pale woman who wailed and cried, asking for her children who walked along the shore. They said it was Delfina's ghost and that she dragged both of her sisters into the water, drowning them. Lawrence, the Texas Ranger, returned to Houston a broken man who drank often and was killed walking along the railroad tracks one night. His sad phantom is said to walk the rail yards there still. And Delfina? She's still sighted to this day. A woman, spectral and floating above the water. Or walking along the shore. Now those foolish enough to walk the lake on moonless nights claim to have heard cries and wails coming from the water. And many have seen the slim, pale woman whose face is a twisted mask of rage and screams into the night. Where are my children? Ghost of the Rio Grande Valley by David Bowles. Well, sounds like a La Llorona to me, and I guess that's what you get for betraying your family. Yeah, you know, sounds like her to me too, man. Variations on that theme. I mean, he kind of deserved it. Kids didn't deserve it, though. Show is sad. All right. So, one of the many variations on the legend, which as we said in our original episode, changes slightly often based on location, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, in some areas, gang, she haunts rivers or creeks, and others, it's the railroad. In Chicago, she's said to haunt the docks, and in that area, she has a horse's head. And that's one of my favorite variations of the legend right there. Hell yeah. I mean, I want no part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to meet 
horsehead La Llorona, mm-hmm. but... I don't want to meet any La Llorona, especially not like a... That's true. You know, a Chimera La Llorona? If you had to choose, would you pick horsehead La Llorona or regular La Llorona if you had to meet one? <laughs> Dude, give me regular... <laughs> Creepy, pale ghost, specter of doom, La Llorona, as opposed to... You know what, the Mari Lloyd, La Llorona. No, Mari Lloyd, Happy New Year, La Llorona. That's not happening. (laughs) Dude, but imagine seeing that, Max. I'd rather not. Thanks. (laughs) As we just said, you and me both. Gang, now with that little bit of lore, we are done. And thanks for joining us on this here episode of 5 Minutes of Folklore. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit us at patreon.com slash nightmares podcast. New content awaits. Also, gang, if you want to hear more about the Wailing Woman of San Benito, let us know and Max and I will crack the books yep, proper yep. and do an entire episode. Sure. Also, the intro and outro music is Avenida Conchas Pina by Esteban. Find and follow him at estebanmusic.com. And Teresa Joy, the best bard in the business, is responsible for all the production and music in our pod. Find and follow her at Viobrite on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to join us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We'd love to hear from y'all. And please share the pod. Yes. Grant us the boon of that golden five-star review while you're at it. It means so much. Mm Mm-hmm. It does. Finally, y'all join us at our own damn website at nightmarespodcast.net to holler at your boys. Scroll down, see the wolves, contact us. And like Max and I always say, we want your stories. So send them all in. Send them on in, folks. Listen to Max, guys. He doesn't ask for much. He wants your stories. (laughs) (laughs) I want all of them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be good to each other and... Sweet Sweet dreams. dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.